Hey guys, before we start, can I just endorse something? Um, Trader Joe's dark chocolate sea salt caramels. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. They're only here for the holiday season, and uh, they're like my fucking cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> In what ways are they like your cocaine? He spent all of his money on that instead of cocaine. So. <laughs> <laughs> your particular cocaine is holiday themed? <laughs> Chris introduces three new flavors of cocaine just for the holiday season. <laughs> Good morning, meat suits and meat dresses. Welcome back to Read and Weep. This is episode number 72. We have done half a gross of episodes now. <laughs> here's something that's fully gross we are the podcast about bad books movies and television today we're talking about sarah palin's alaska episodes one two and three sarah palin's alaska is a new show from tlc in which she proves she ain't too proud to beg for public attention she uh, creeps around her home state chasing waterfalls and <laughs> looking for adventure and she always looks crazy sexy cool do you realize that it's a channel and band it's not the same tlc i thought the i thought of the band was called the learning chicks isn't that what they're about <laughs> education about uh three letter diseases Wait, and uh... does tlc still stand for the learning channel because all the shows they were advertising on look fucking ridiculous yeah, there's not much learning going on there. I don't. I, I think you're right about that. Just exploitation of small people. <laughs> it's not exploitation. Those midgets are doing totally normal adult things, and they want recognition for uh, it. To be fair, I've never seen the show. I've just seen the titles of them. I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyway, I love it. I love a channel where shows like surgery disaster just get airtime. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm learning. <laughs> All right, uh, if you would like to uh, help us pick a topic for the show, you can go to read-weep.com slash suggest and give us ideas for what we should talk about on the program. We would really appreciate that. And that's how we came up with uh, today's show, in fact. So get in there, vote for other suggestions, woot woot things that you think are good ideas, and we'll uh, we'll pick a few out to do on later shows. For all of the beauty my children will see, here's to Alaska and me. Let me introduce you to today's panel. First up, he really needed to get away from the tabloids, so that's why he's appearing on his second reality show of the summer. Reporting live from a tent outside of Walmart in Sarasota, Florida, it's Ezra. I'm going to go shoot things because people talk about my sex life. <laughs> Don't retreat, just use a condom. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Also joining us today, he came home from the war just in time to create a bunch of fake staged tension. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chris. I'm really quiet most of the time, but when the producers tell me to argue with my dad, I say okay. <laughs> dad, you're eating M&Ms. I'm eating fruit. <laughs> I actually have that clip if you guys want to hear it. <laughs> that was one of my favorite arguments ever. You were the captain that day, right? I think Gail was. Final responsibility falls on you. You're in charge of that pole. What are you eating, Dad? You're eating M&Ms. I'm eating fruit. Put it like that. <laughs> Didn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> 
Uh, and his dad is like, oh, you got me. <laughs> it was like it was like arguing with like Salvador Dali or something like that, like just so surrealist. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Also joining us today. He was the runner-up in a big national election. Now he has to suffer through the consolation prize of never-ending fame and fortune. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Stephen back to the program. Hi, everybody. Thanks for uh, letting me do this show about my family with an extremely flimsy premise while I read off <laughs> facts from the Microsoft Encarta 1998 edition article. Alaska. <laughs> oh, God. Who else misses Encarta? He do so much. <laughs> It was kind of neat. Yeah. That maze game taught me so much. <laughs> I remember that maze game. Uh, Steven, it's good to have you back on the program. I, I'm sure you've seen, you've gotten, uh, so far you've got the most vo- most woot-woots of any one of our guests. Yeah, I saw that. I'm, I'm very gratified by that. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. As, as they explain on our Facebook page, our fans like guests that have voices that are distinctly not Chris or Ezra and I's. <laughs> That's what I bring to the show. <laughs> Yeah, one of the, they're like, we love the girls and Steven because they all sound different than you. <laughs> Why am I always lumped in with girls? <laughs> they just like to be able to tell who's talking. It's a key skill. Yeah, that's true. I like the podcast three indistinct baritones talk about stuff. Hey, how's it going? Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, hey. yeah good. We're all the same sense of humor. <laughs> and of course, I am your host. Hey, honey, let's race up this mountain. Oh, sorry, I win. <laughs> hey, honey, let's see who's a better cook. Oh, I guess it's me. I'm better than you at everything. My name's Alex. <laughs> hey, Alex. He really is better at her than everything. He is. I, despite the title, the show should actually is actually about just how Todd Palin beats Sarah at everything they do. If he had been running for VP, he would have won by a mile. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, you're the Iron Dog champ. Iron Dog. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Multiple times. Yeah. I thought Todd was the Iron Dog, so when they first said it, I was like, really? He can pull a sled across the tundra? Yeah, for 2,000 miles. Good for him. Yeah, shit. (laughs) I bet Sarah could only go for 1,800 miles. And then complain like a little bitch. (laughs) Damn, I know. (laughs) All right, uh, Chris, it's time for you to summarize these episodes. Now, here's how I'd like you to do it. I'd like you to do it as if you were sitting politely on a beach, reflecting on the great time you've just had with your family. Okay. I'm I'm just wondering here. Somebody should be making ocean noises. I don't know. Ah, the smell of fish guts. Mm. Well, don't you know? We just had a had a nice <laughs> summer day. Uh, you know, here on TLC, that's the Learning Channel, and I think we all learned a lot. Uh, this show, Sarah Palin's Alaska, is like show and tell for Sarah Palin and her family. Uh, apparently they're trying to teach us something about how real Alaskans live, uh, although it's clear that the Palins have not done many of the things in the show that they do on camera. So uh, among the stagey and uh, disingenuous things they do are snowshoe across glaciers, uh, rock climb, troll for halibut, kayak, and uh, are around some fighting bears. Real Alaskan stuff. It's been kind of a nice day learning all the new skills that they didn't have before. Um yeah, it's it's not that good. <laughs> Chris, just out of curiosity, did you watch the third episode? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Because you mentioned the plots, the things from the first two, but not the third one. Yeah, well, the third one just... Uh... More fish. Yeah, yeah I know. It was, like, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was more fish, and there was less to talk about. And I watch a lot of fishing shows, and I was still like, God, I can't wait till fishing season is over. Well, right. Well, as... 
as a trilogy though it's just it's ingenious you know it it follows the standard trilogy model where the two and three are connected and one is standalone and at the end of the second one some important characters die right well the fish yeah the fish specifically the halibut yeah. wait I, we weren't I, I watching mean... star wars Bristol <laughs> <laughs> yeah. lost her hand and fell down a large chute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really like when uh, when willow was frozen in carbonite <laughs> willow it's your birthday i know Willow is a Now, uh, we've made fun of the show a lot already for how early it is, so let's take a moment and do the first half of our compliment sandwich. We do this every week. That's why we're uh, we, we're elevated above humor into good criticism for just the beginning and end of the show. So, Stephen, as the guest this week, you get a chance to go first or last in the compliment round. What do you prefer? I'll go last. Okay. Going first this week, it is Chris. Oh, yeah. So, first thing, first episode, Eagles Cry. It's, okay. <laughs> it's it's like the Colbert Report, but they really mean it. It's like Sarah Palin's Alaska. <laughs> uh, it just got me in the right frame of mind, like right away. It took like a tenth of a second, and I was there. I was yeah. I, I was shooting guns. I was in the outdoors. <laughs> I was reloading. Uh, all right, uh, Ezra, your major compliment. So I mean, you guys know that it, it takes a lot to make me blush, um, but the show totally did it twice. <laughs> I believe that. And this is some pretty racy, racy conversations we had. Um, so I, I, I have some clips for you, and I'll, I'll play the first one now, I guess. Okay, let's hear the first one. That's a huge side guy. Pull that one straight through. Grab, grab right there, on top of his head. Pull, pull through. I know most teenage girls don't want to get all fishy and slimy on their suits too much, but I guess I'm not a regular teenage girl. Oh, that was awful. Oh, girls don't want to get all slimy on their sweet 16. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. You're a horrible person, Ezra. They're a horrible person. I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> word for word. All right, so it's time for, for my major compliment, then my first compliment. Uh, so here's what I like the most about the real housewives of Wasilla County. Sarah Palin never going to be president no yeah tlc does not put shows on the air where they make the people in the shows look good <laughs> so well i mean isn't kate gonna be uh you know a, a pretty serious contender in in 2012 <laughs> <laughs> or at least a plus eight i'm not really sure who i think like yeah. together they have enough like years under their belt to be electable yeah i'm pretty sure they have their own quorum <laughs> <laughs> The John and Kate voting, voting block. block, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think you guys are a little confused about how elections work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen, compliment time. Uh, I like the idea that, like, for Bristol, you know, she was, you know, in the media a lot, and her name was being dragged through the mud. So the the way to get away from it all is to have a mother daughter day on national television. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that's really good, uh, you know, psychology, and I I just approve that. I, I want to compliment that as far as a a way to feel better. I I know it would make me feel better. Yeah. Uh, we can have a mother daughter day together. Oh, I would like that. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> it's kind of like the secret when she's like, so I took my film crew and I made a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Awesome. All right. Well, compliments out of the way. We can finally get into our more natural hate segment. This week, the game is called Boggles the Mind. Boggles the Mind. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to string some consonants together and throw in a vowel and make up a word here. Um, so, Todd, awesome at everything though he is, is constantly described by Sarah as a helpmate. I don't know what this is, but it seems kind of degrading to call him something akin to a helper monkey. <laughs> Agree, disagree. <laughs> I mean, you don't mate with your helper monkey. I'm just gonna if you're if that's you're doing that wrong, Chris. <laughs> well, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> but but the word mate does not necessarily mean that you're gonna have sex with it. I mean, like that's not how I use my food saver mate. You're doing it wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You should see my kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. Sorry, Jesus. Yeah, I, I gotta spell a hate right here. Yeah. This is a implied disgusting image hate. When Sarah is talking about all the halibut that, that she hauls in with uh, with Bristol, she says that it's the weirdest animal she's ever seen. Okay. Which implies that Todd's penis is not as weird looking as a halibut. <laughs> Interestingly and, enough, it's also a bottom feeder, though. <laughs> oh, no, <Jesus>. <laughs> Although, you know what? I really like Todd. I think Todd is my favorite part of this show. Really? I know, I kind of do too. Really? What do you guys like about Iron Dog? Um, he's consistently excellent at things and yeah. friends with everyone. He's yeah. just a man. <laughs> I mean, his wife is more successful than he is in a lot of ways. Yeah, but... And, and right. it's not his Alaska. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't like Todd because Todd's sort of like the Dick Cheney of that relationship. I feel like he's the one in the background who's actually got connections. No, no. <laughs> it's like if Dick Cheney was Keanu Reeves. Uh, <laughs> he's in the background... He's just hanging out. That's pretty much what he's doing. <laughs> but if he had to like defuse a bomb, he'd probably know how. Yeah, exactly. But no, I don't think Todd is not evil. Todd is Todd is just as easygoing as it gets. I'm pretty sure. I like Keanu Cheney. I think that's a neat character. <laughs> yeah, that's a neat character. The yeah. the the dumb, easygoing, super evil genius. <laughs> dumb genius, evil, easygoing. He contains multitudes. <laughs> that's great. Other hates? Um, I got a hate. I'm going to insist I get 50 extra bonus points for this because I used seven letters and uh, oh. I think we're playing Scrabble. Yeah, I think you don't <laughs> understand how Boggle works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, this is a hate on fishermen for superstitions, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, I, I, you know, apparently you can't uh, sail on a Friday because it's bad luck. Yeah, you never right. never leave on a Friday. It's a, you can leave at 11.59 on a Thursday night or 12.01 Saturday morning, but you never leave on a Friday. Yeah, and I went ahead and looked up some other uh, superstitions also. Uh, pretty much everything is bad luck on a boat is kind of the thing. <laughs> um, cutting, your, cutting your hair or nails at sea is bad luck. Um, let's see. Church bells heard at sea mean someone will die. 
turning over a hatch will cause the hole to fill with seawater. Uh, repairing a flag uh, will bring bad luck. There's like everything's bad luck because being on a boat is really fucking dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just gonna say because I watched a lot of Deadliest Catch as you may know and. Uh, Hearing church bells probably does mean someone's going to die if you're on a fishing boat because your fishing boat will sink either this year or soon. <laughs> that's just how yeah. being a fisherman is. Well, everybody dies. Right, well, that's, bro, that's, that's a good point. Um, hey, guys, you want to talk about Deadliest Catch instead of this show? Yes, always. <laughs> you, you guys realize, though, so this, this is basically just a, a, a worse version of Deadliest Catch with, like, you know, more like platitudes, so it's just, like, Deadliest Catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Well done. <laughs> nice. 50 extra points. That's, that's yeah, I'll, keep, I'll give you the 50 extra points. <laughs> um, actually, actually, just a, just one thing from the, the luck thing. Another thing I've noticed from Deadliest Catch is that somebody will say something's bad luck in another ship. Like, if a seagull shits on your head and someone else is like, oh, no, 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 I heard that's good luck. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> they don't know. They can't <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, I have another hate. Yeah. I'm not like a militant vegetarian or anything, but just because it's your Alaska doesn't mean you have to shoot everything in it. <laughs> yeah. Every episode so far has involved a significant amount of killing things. But Alex, they're rare. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you know, I just, just realized this. She did fish in the first episode, too. I forgot about that. Yeah. He's fucking, yeah. This, this is Sarah Palin kills fish. That's... <laughs> Yeah, uh, although the the next episode, the one for next week that we haven't, you know, that hasn't come out yet, is mammals. Uh, yeah, they go hunting in on terrestrially. Yeah, they they finally get bored with killing the creatures of the sea, or else they use up the fishery, and then they then they start on the the breathing air animals. And I just feel bad for all those clay pigeons that won't get to reproduce now. <laughs> <laughs> although Bristol was doing a good humane job and just killing one eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thinning the herd, but not not eliminating them. Yeah. Well, the, the the hardest part about hunting uh, what are, uh, moose in the next episode is having Bristol run up and smack each one of them on the head with a billy club before they kill them. <laughs> I love how that's playfully referred to as stunning the halibut. <laughs> how I'm just like, whoa, what was that? Oh. Yeah, what the fuck? I can't believe this is happening to me. Hey, quit it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's that's what's perpetually happening in the situation on Dancing with the Stars. Just like Bristol hitting with the belly club, he's like, "Whoa, we got a situation." <laughs> she does look surprised all the time. All right, uh, other hate. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a hate slash uh, question. I was slipping in and out of consciousness while watching a third one. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> I, Ina is is Todd's sister. No, 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 no. Ina. Ina's Todd's cousin. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. Uh, I was just like, you know, I looked up when it had like the little like her title, or it was like, yeah, Ina, and it just said yeah. Teacher oh. of the Year. Did they ever make reference? To that? No, like, no, they never did. <laughs> they asked her to submit a resume, and she just gave them a mug that said Teacher of the Year. <laughs> I like how a documentary is just like Todd Palin, world's number one dad. <laughs> right, exactly. I, you know what's funny is you think you slipped that in, in and out of consciousness, but you didn't. You saw every moment of this show. <laughs> I know. <laughs> haters, 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 snakes, haters, and I made myself so easy to love. Yeah. Yeah. How much they hated.
All right, hey, uh, so for our game today, I'd like to play, uh, this is a game called A Beautiful Mind. Throughout the show, Sarah says a lot of things that show that her worldview is not that of uh, a functioning human. So what we want, what I want you to do is I'm going to toss out some scenarios, some things that happened, and we're going to try to figure out what this implies about her worldview, what, how the world appears to Sarah because of it. Okay. All right. So, for example, in the first episode, she's complaining heavily about the evil reporter who's moved in next door and is spying on her family. Ooh. And she looks directly into the camera crew that is set up in her living room for the entire year and says, it's an invasion of our privacy. Oh, she has no self-awareness. It's great. Well, that is true. What else does this imply about her worldview, though? People are only evil when they watch her if she doesn't get money for it. (laughs) Right. So I think she's just just good advertising. She's she's very shrewd. That's a point for Sandy for me. She's she's protecting her copyrights. That's right. Yeah. So maybe, so, like, I have a feeling, like, Near me is, like, my private zone, and outside of that is, like, my public zone. But maybe there's, like, a, a place that's even center of the private that is then public again. Like, the den is pu- is private, but the kitchen is totally public? Right. Right. Like, maybe she just, like, has a, a different conception of, like, there's a, a public sphere within the private sphere. So if 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 the reporter stop it, Ezra. If the reporter instead of renting the house next door had rented a room in her house, it would have been totally okay. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think if he had just been hugging her the whole time, she would probably would have been okay with that too. It just, it just depends where the level is. Speaking of the public privateness, I think this is another a similar thing that I want to know about her worldview. Uh, in episode two, Sarah's like, it was time and time for Todd and I to get some alone time. <laughs> so we took Eric the raft guide <laughs> who looks like Jesus don't you know <laughs> and then they go rafting with Eric uh, so what does this imply about her world imply about her worldview that alone time with Todd includes a bearded man <laughs> actually about the raft dude he was also funny because she was like you look like Jesus and he was like yeah I hear that a lot like <laughs> he did not take her shit good one Sarah never heard that one before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I think that she thinks beards don't count as people. Oh. <laughs> if you're a beard, you're not there. If I can't see your mouth, you must exist. Yeah, she only counts chins when she's looking at <laughs> <laughs> She thinks that Jay Leno is two people. <laughs> so uh, at one point, Sarah gives some, some factoid uh, to Piper. And then she says, uh, Sarah says, Ask me anything. I'm the Cliff Clavin of Alaska. Do you know who Cliff Clavin is? And Piper, of course, says no. And then Sarah says, never mind then. And I think it was kind of, uh, I don't know, what, what does it say that, that Sarah's expecting Piper to know about a, a TV character for a show that ended eight years before she was born? <laughs> Sarah doesn't know her kids apart. Because <laughs> there are just too many of them, and they've all been raised by nannies. So she doesn't... She just doesn't really know which one's which, so she's like, oh, hey, chubby one, I'm going to tell you a joke from the 80s. I also like how, because Piper doesn't know who Cliff Clavin is, she doesn't get to ask Sarah anything. (laughs) Oh, then this conversation is over. You seen Cheers yet? (laughs) Get out of here. Talk to me when you know about classic comedies. (laughs) Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. 
troubles are all the same. You want to be where everybody knows your name. It is time to debut my first ever rap that doesn't have sharks in it. Whoa. Wow. Exciting. I, I wrote a rap about Sarah Palin and this show, and I would like you guys to listen to it for me. Are you interested? <laughs> what happens when you say no? <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna be a little hurt. <laughs> just the hours of planning just go go away. You're like, all right, well then, moving on. <laughs> uh, it it was kind of a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so without further ado, MCE presents a new rap called "You Should Run." Oh, I love your keyboard, dude. Like <laughs> <laughs> a production quality. The other day, I was sitting on the shitter, just browsing <laughs> around the internet and Twitter. What did I find there on the can? Sarah Palin with 300,000 fans. Sarah, that's about the time it occurred to me. I know what she should do with her celebrity. I know it sounds crazy, but don't be hesitant. I'm thinking, maybe, you could run for president. I know you're worried. You think that you can't win. Maybe because of that glass ceiling? No, not the one for women, honey, but you're dumb like Bush, and you don't have his money. Well, oh. I don't think that should hold back your campaign. Modern politics is really about fame, and you're the one who I see on my TV. You're talking on Fox and you ski on TLC. Hey, Palin, have no fear. I think I've got oh, an idea. Your nice. What you <laughs> should do with yourself is you should run in 2012. I'm playing my own trumpet, too. Run, 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 <laughs> run, run, run. Run, 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 Is that Sarah. a real big run, 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 run. Oh, Sarah, you should run. So jump on it now while the internet's be loving ya. Who cares that you couldn't finish your four years as governor? Don't feel like a quitter, baby. Nice. We ain't gonna spurn. Even though that wrestler did finish his whole term. Being president, though, there's really nothing to it. I know that you'd be good. I saw you catch fish like an Inuit, and your ideas are simple. They lack pretense. Like immigration policy, you said just build a bigger fence. I think that's awesome, and it really goes to show. Just how many problems we could solve at Home Depot. The economy seems hard for me to fix, but what the heck? The housing crisis we could solve with a deck. So what if they make fun of you when you open up your mouth? None of us really know North Korea from the South. At least you wrote a sequel to that book they so admired. It took you just a year. Your writers must be tired. Hey, Palin, have no nice. fear. I There's think one more verse. An idea. What you should do <laughs> with yourself is you should run in 2012. Run, 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 oh, run, Sarah. Run, 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 oh, run, Sarah. Run, 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 run. Oh, Sarah, you should run. It really shouldn't matter if your kids are homophobic. Everything is private if you posted it on Facebook. The children are off limits. Yes, they really are, which is why I didn't watch Bristol on Dancing with the Stars. While you were taking private planes for your enjoyment, we had time to watch. We were on unemployment, so go ahead and run. Your rise is meteoric, but stay away from hard interviews like that bitch Katie Couric. Oh. And why should I write songs like this one here? Maybe it's because for comics you are like welfare. Sarah, we really need you to save the nation. You're a comedy goldmine, and that will fight inflation. Yeah. Nice. I'm gonna break it down now. Here it goes. Who? Sarah Palin. What? Easy sailing. Where? Uh, to the nomination. When? So February. What? The first primary. Why? Because it's funny as shit. Hey Palin, <laughs> have no fear. That's my I song. think I got an idea. That's what really nice you should do with yourself yeah, is you should run in 2012. 
run, run, I produced run, my own run, beat. Say, run, 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 You're basically Sarah, Kanye West run, at this run, point. Run, 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 <laughs> run. Oh, Sarah, you should run. Well done. Thanks, dude. That's steel drum in the back. Nice. A little. Is that some a beat that was already found on your keyboard? Well, not so. The first song that I ever did was just keyboard demo number two. Right. Uh, this one is actually uh, is actually background beat number twenty six, which is the mambo, and then I added the drums, the, the kick drum, and the bass, and the clapping, and the trumpets myself. Nice. You're basically like Gershwin plus Dr. Dre. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers, I thought they forgot about Gershwin. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Ez, uh, I, we've talked about this before. I know you're a big fan of sequels to books. Yeah, sequels are the best. And I, I just want to know, because we're not actually reading Sarah Palin's new book, but obviously you know about it. Uh, yeah, it was a pretty quick turnaround, actually. I was kind of surprised it came out so fast. Yeah, it was only like 10 months after her last book came out. It was really, really an impressive feat, which makes me think this is part of like the new technology age, right? We must have a million new you know, sequels coming out really quickly now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I think they probably had to cut some corners in order to do it. I mean, I, I, I don't really know what they're leaving out of the books these days, but just, something's going to suffer as a result, I'm pretty sure. So what, what other sort of thing would happen then if somebody else tried to do a sequel to their book? Well, I, I actually heard that uh, what they were going to do with Decision Points was do kind of a half sequel like they did with The Lion King. So it was going to be Decision Points one and a half, and it was just going <laughs> to follow Timon and Pumbaa during. <laughs> <laughs> Straight to DVD, Decision Points too. <laughs> well, I, you know, I know Bill Clinton wrote a book a few years ago, and he's been trying to find something new to write about. So uh, his new book will be called My Afterlife, and it'll come out <laughs> after he's dead. <laughs> or what he's planning to do in heaven. Oh, that'd be fun. Golf. Yeah. <laughs> eat a lot. Yeah. And what else do you do in heaven? Hella blowjobs. I don't know. I don't know if hella blowjobs is the right word. Yeah. Heaven a. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Bill will really need to give that many blowjobs to get into heaven, Chris, but I like your idea. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, how about the secret three? It was all a lie. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a twist. <laughs> the lost symbol two found it. <laughs> <laughs> the curse of robert langdon's gold i would watch that i would watch that a thousand times get back in the habit with over seventy-two thousand audiobook titles at audiblepodcast.com slash read it and weep havana nights electric boogaloo <laughs> it's Hey, uh, okay, so before we do our final compliment, we have a uh, input from friend of the show and one-time guest, Carl Broderson. Carl is our man on the scene in Alaska, and he called to let us know just what we need to know about his state. Things we don't know, maybe we've missed because of we've only watched this show. So as our resident Alaskan defender, here is Carl. Hey, it's Carl. You're talking Northerner. How y'all doing? Oh, pretty good. So, but here's the thing. <laughs> this this isn't helping. Even if our goal is to excoriate our regrettable former governor, shows that make pale in a matter of discussion only serve to keep her in the limelight far beyond the 15 minutes he's already been afforded. 
So instead of what you may have been expecting, I'm going to read you a list of interesting facts about Alaska. <clears throat> Alaska was purchased in 1867 by the United... Oh, fuck that crazy bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alaska State Flowers the Forget-Me-Not. This is also Sarah Palin's personal motto. <laughs> Thanks to the international dateline, the state of Alaska is home to the country's northernmost, westernmost, and easternmost geographic locations. Russia is not visible from any of them. Wasilla <laughs> is over a thousand miles from Russia, but in the middle of the Bering Strait are two little islands, one American, the other Russian, and they are separated by only three miles of water. I think someone should set up a westward-facing webcam on our island and offer it online as Palin's official mechanism for keeping an eye on the Reds. The state fossil is Sarah Palin. Yeah, no, no, sorry, it, it's just a woolly mammoth, uh, collecting the tusks of which is highly illegal. They come out of the ground like giant carrots. It's really neat. <laughs> you know the film 30 Days of Night, set way up in Barrow, where they defeat the zombies with an axe? There are no trees that far north, at all, which means that axe was purchased specifically for zombie combat. <laughs> Alaska, fuck yeah. If a zombie ate Sarah Palin, it would still feel peckish afterwards. Thank you, and good day. Well, it's past 1 p.m. in winter, so really... Good night. I, I think that cleared up a lot of the problems that we had about this. You know? Carl actually has a good point, though. I mean, if there's a way to, like, merge this show with The Walking Dead. <laughs> <laughs> Be the same show? Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Palin's The Walking Dead. It's <laughs> <laughs> a really good point about that axe, though. It really is made up there for zombies. Like, there aren't trees that far north. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. I I get the impression that that Sarah's rich enough that she might just buy stuff and not really have a plan for it. <laughs> Sarah Pale is axe to nowhere. So it's time for our uh, minor compliments, the uh, other half of our compliment sandwich, the last nice thing you'll ever have to say about Sarah Palin's Alaska. And Stephen, that means you have to go first this time because we go in reverse order. What is your final compliment? Near the beginning of the first episode when she's saying that they're going to go fly in a plane somewhere, she says, there are no roads where we're going, which it is kind of similar to uh, Back to the Future's line where he says yeah. where we're going, <laughs> we don't need roads. And so my compliment is the show made me think briefly of Back to the Future. <laughs> that is a brilliant movie. I would like to see that million-dollar RV turned into a time machine. Absolutely. <laughs> Way more comfortable, but it would take a good 100 miles to get it up to 88 miles an hour. See, that yeah. would make the premise less flimsy, too. It's like Sarah Palin's Alaska. Like, she'll show you around Alaska while traveling through time and, you know, maybe solving crimes. <laughs> Sarah Palin's 1800s. <laughs> At some point, though, the RV would get, like, frozen in the ice. And it'd be like, um, like Shackleton's endurance, you know, where like, um, they've just oh, like, God. yeah, <laughs> they have to like eat each other and stuff. Is that what happened? That? I think that's what happened in endurance. <laughs> and then Willow eats them all with her freakish metabolism. <laughs> or, well, she'd just have to eat Piper and then she'd be full for a while. Oh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> you can't nine, put dude. your, ki- you put your kids on TV. They're going to get their asses made fun of. I don't feel bad about this at all. Yeah. It's not specifically their ass though. <laughs> She's got kind of an ass for a face. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> Jesus oh Christ! Sorry, <laughs> She's nine. Not in a bad way, in a cute way. What? 
She's gonna show me a little butt face. Yeah, what I look for in a girl is a huge ass on her face. <laughs> Just like Norman Rockwell used to paint. <laughs> Chris, what were you gonna say before I ruined everything? Uh, oh, did you notice that in the RV, the girls were like, you know, especially Willow and Bristol were comparing physical attributes. Like, Bristol doesn't have a chin, and Willow has bushy eyebrows, and Sarah Palin's like, stop it! Don't compare physical attributes. Keep that to yourself for when we need to eat each other. <laughs> I don't remember saying that last part, but it's it's a reasonable assumption that it was there. Yeah, exactly. All right. Uh, so, cannibalism aside, uh, continuing in first. Oh, I think it's my turn for a compliment. Yeah, it is. So, what I love about this show is that it's a reality show. It's not really a documentary. It's really just a reality TV show. And like all things... Uh, that have the same genre, they have a lot of crossover moments. So, did you know that this show had its own Snooky? <gasps> no. no. Yeah. Oh my god, everything sucks. <laughs> what about my legs? Where do I put them? <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Just complaining in like moans. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Sarah Palin and Snooki might be the same person. Have you ever seen them in the room at the same time? <laughs> no, but I would totally want to be in that room. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing backwards, Christopher. My compliment is that uh, Sarah Palin has the best exclamations. I am for serious making one of hers my ringtone on my phone. <laughs> Which is in the second episode when they're halibut fishing, one's flopping around and it hits her in the thigh. And her comment is, Sheesh, that hurts like crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when the halibut slapped her in the leg? Yeah, oh man, that is like, oh, she, you know, she's kind of dumb. All right, Ezra, minor compliment. All right, guys. Uh, so I, I said at the beginning of the show, there were two moments that made me blush, and here was the other one. In fact, uh, it was so, uh, I guess, raunchy that iTunes actually censored my version. Oh. So here's the uh, the censored version of one of Sarah Palin's clips from the first episode, I believe. Are you straddling it? Yeah, it's between my <laughs> right now. <laughs> Let me know when you get that. Oh, you'll hear me. <laughs> You're coming up here? Yeah, I'm going to straddle it too then. Hold on. Okay. Wow. Big wide s***. Okay. <laughs> Real tight too, Todd. Okay. <laughs> oh, good move. That's, uh, <laughs> that's a deep, dark <laughs> down there. Oh, that's great. I also like that it scored like Inception. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like they're having very complicated sex. The kind of right. need a sling or something. Yeah, there's a really big sack down there. <laughs> Deep and dark. Oh, wow, that's filthy, Ezra. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, um, not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> So normally this is the part where we do a mailbag segment. Uh, today instead of a mailbag, I just want to take a quick second to send a shout out to loyal fans Amanda and Anastasia, both of whom recently donated to the show. We, Yay! We don't like to talk about money much on the show, 
uh, for obvious reasons that it's not funny and we don't like to be not funny for more than 30 seconds. But we don't talk about this often, but if you would like to continue to support the show, we do put uh, an awful lot of our unemployment uh, check into this uh, program. So that's not true. Uh, we <laughs> Thanks, guys. We really appreciate it. You guys are uh, the founding members of the Meat Closet, our uh, fan <laughs> supporter fan club. <laughs> Funny, because you could have chosen Meat Locker. And you didn't. <laughs> the meat locker makes way more sense. Uh, but yeah. there, there you go. It's the yeah. meat closet. All right. Anyway, you were the founding suits, uh, the founding dresses, actually, of the meat closet. So we really appreciate it. And if anybody else wants to help us out, read-weep.com/support. You can donate. And there's also other cool ways you can support us. Like the biggest one, of course, the way we get the most money is from if you sign up for Audible trials, audiblepodcast.com/readandweep. Anyway, that's it for the not funny parts. And uh, Thanks again. All right, that is it for our show. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate it. Come back next week for part two of December. The month of December. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so for, <laughs> for part gotcha. two, next week we are going to be we're going to be watching the Star Wars Christmas special. Seriously? Widely, re- widely regarded by the internet as one of the worst Christmas specials ever made, uh, and I, I believe the the one bit of film that George Lucas thought couldn't be saved by adding CG later. So, <laughs> read-weep.com/suggest to suggest topic and send us any feedback you want readweave.com slash contact and most importantly come to our live show which is happening in January we'll tell you more about that as it gets closer but we're really excited we're going to be doing a live show in Portland uh, so that'll be excellent and we hope Portland to see- Oregon Portland Oregon and we hope to see every one of you there it will be awesome including all all of our fans in uh, Turkmenistan make, make the trip book your travel now <laughs> thank you so much uh, as always for being here Chris Oh, yep. Thanks for getting out of your Black Friday camping tent in Florida, as we really appreciate you coming by. It's a pleasure. All right, and uh, and thank you for coming <laughs> back, Stephen. We always appreciate it. Number one guest. Oh, you hush. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, really great to have you back. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. All right, that's it. Goodbye. Take care, everybody. Is that a fish? Getting hit in the head. <laughs> oh. <laughs> did it? Did it get sad? <laughs> it just got hit in the head. It was shocked. <laughs> stunned. Stunned. It was stunned. stunned. <laughs>